from the host that brought you to Coding Westworld. And Westworld the Recapables. Comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld Season 4 and the Prestige TV Podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld Season 4. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV Podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back. And better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It's Ringer Gambling. It's been a while. JJ John Stremsky and the esteemed host, Fairway Rolling. A man of many talents, a guy who is ready for the final major of the year. Joe House, my long lost pal. Good to see you once again. JJ, good to be back with you. How are your Yankees doing, buddy? Well, you're catching me on the longest losing skid of the year after they had a 3 nothing lead against the Cincinnati Reds in the ninth inning. A guy who had a .4 ERA gives up four runs against the Reds and they end up losing three in a row. And of course, Simmons who has not chimed in about this baseball season at all <laughs> yeah. for three and a half months, has the audacity to start talking shit. You know, House, I thought he'd be too preoccupied and busy like breaking down a ninth man on the Celtics. I didn't know he paid attention to baseball these days. <laughs> he doesn't. Don't worry. It was the only thing on on Sunday night. I think he was like, hey, stumbled into it. Here's the Red Sox. Um, JJ, I will say I've been filling up some of my time in this quiet moment in sports. Looking at a bunch of the NBA rookies, you and me and Raheem got on. We did some forecasting of how the draft was going to go. Um, it turned out to be a, a, a complete reshuffling of that top three. Having watched some of the summer league, I think the teams got it right. I mean, as as usual, um, Paolo looks like the oh, real deal I to me. I love him. He's, I like, love him. He's got the perfect NBA game house. He can do it all. He can do, he can fill up a stat sheet. Like he has the surf the, the like perfect makeup to go and be rookie of the year. And it's amazing. After one game house, everybody was crowning Chet Holmgren. I mean, my goodness, like the react, like good for Paolo basically saying, you know what? Fuck the summer league. I'm done here. I did what I needed to do. There's no reason for me to go and play in these games against guys I'm not going to be playing against in the NBA in about three or four months. 
The only thing with Holmgren, dude, and I know he can block shots, and I know he's got unbelievable shot range. Dude, he's got skinnier legs than me. That's a problem, Haas. <laughs> did you see that picture of his leg, dude? I got bigger legs, and I got chicken legs. We're going to be talking about this all season long when the season really gets rolling. The, the rookie of the year odds did go a little crazy after Chet came out and had that really great game. I mean, he really made his mark, and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. But they, they're in order now. It's Paolo at plus 330, Holmgren at plus 400, Jabari Smith, uh, Jabari Smith at plus 700, Keegan Murray really impressed me. He's at plus 800. We didn't see anything of Jaden Ivey. He got hurt immediately playing against the stupid Wizards. A guy went up underneath of him on a three-point shot, so we really didn't get to see any Jaden Ivey. Um, but out, out of that top uh, five, I, I, I'm going to play Paolo. I mean, better than three-to-one odds for sure is great. I'm plowing into that. But Keegan Murray really looked mature to me. I'm a mature basketball player. Well, he is a mature player. He played a ton of college ball going back to Iowa. was impressive when he was at Iowa. I think the problem I have, though, House, with playing Keegan Murray to be rookie of the year is the team that he's on. I know. Like, I I just, I can't do it, man. With that Sacramento on his uniform, I'm out. But what what if? This is the only what if. And and he's at plus 800, so this is a a long shot kind of thing. What if that team turns the corner a little bit? What if that chemistry between Darren Fox and Sabonis, Davion Mitchell, turns out to be a little something, something? Now, the guys were there. They, were, they liked seeing uh, uh, Keegan out there performing. I, I saw Sabonis on the sidelines giving some high fives. You know, what if that team ends up being around 500? No? Here's my issue. Is he going to put up better numbers than Paolo? Probably not. Yeah, he's not. And I feel like with Rookie of the Year, they don't really weigh the team's success as much as they would, let's say, for like the MVP award. Like, I mean, it it helps. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to hurt your case. But I feel like that is far more a statistical award than it is like, oh, your team is in the playoffs. Therefore, we're going to give you Rookie of the Year. You know what I mean? And they're going to improve, Orlando is, and and he's going to have full reign like he's going to play as many minutes as they're comfortable playing him they they might say 32 minutes because of how young he is they might let him play more than that but there's not going to be a ceiling on minutes he'll touch the ball every time he wants to touch the ball so the play is Paolo and better three better right now at at better than three to one odds maybe you jump in now because once once the league gets going once things get really rolling along um you know, it, it, it can only go in one direction, it feels like. It felt like the time to jump in was right after that Chet Holmgren monster game in the Summer League where the, the odds just got drunk. They and flipped. It was the perfect time to buy in on Paolo. Uh, now we have a market correction and a rightful yeah. market correction. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We're on the same page with that. Now, it's British Open time. It is the final major of the year. It is. It is at historic St. Andrews. All the feels. All the good vibes. I'm seeing Tiger there, Rory, Shoffley, who's red hot. This course, though, house, Lynx course, British Open style of golf. For you handicapping it, is it a must for you to have a player who has a game that's tailor-made to a Lynx style course? Like, is if somebody doesn't have that sort of game, are you out on them for the course of the week? No, I, I and and we learned that lesson last year with Colin Morikawa, who self-professed arrived in the UK saying, I've never played competitive golf 
in in these kinds of on, on these kinds of courses. I don't have a lot of experience. He played the Scottish Open and missed the cut and came out of that experience saying I didn't really have my my irons the way they interface with the turf. I don't really understand this. And then he went to Royal St. George's and won the goddamn golf tournament. Now, he broke a bunch of the models because the uh, British Open, the Open Championship, tends to be one with guys who have had a, a lot of experience playing Lynx golf, guys who tend to be a little bit older, guys who, um, you know, have uh, a bunch of, of high finishes in other majors, guys who've played well at the Masters is a correlation to the to, to success at um, in, in these Lynx style events, and especially at St. Andrews. Kyle Morikawa broke the mold on, on all of those, so you can't discount anybody, but for sure you load up on the guys that have great links form, the demonstrated performance of, of, of success at links. You can have confidence in those guys and, and build a card for sure across those. And, and we had on our show on fairway roll and it's up today. Our good buddy, Justin Ray, uh, the head of content, the 21st group, the premier data analytics guy. And he did a story. It's on PGA tour.com of the top links players of the last decade. And it's a bunch of names that, that, you know, are good across the board, but it's names like Xander Schauffele and, and uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Tyrrell Hatton, some UK guys and some US guys, uh, but John Rahm, Jordan Spieth. So, you know, premier guys, preeminent guys. I'm looking at the odds. Are you surprised that Jordan Spieth at 15 to one is ahead of John Rahm? And it's slightly ahead of Scotty Scheffler? No. And it, the reason and is that, that I, because of how his style of play and being tailor-made for St. Andrews? He just has an outstanding feel for the for Lynx golf. And his his record across time is superior to both of those guys in terms of uh success at Lynx. He missed the last time the Open Championship was at St. Andrews was 2015. And he missed being in that playoff with which Zach Johnson won. He missed the playoff by one stroke because he bogeyed the road hole, the 17th hole. But he was he had the same score. He would have been in the playoff, but for that bogey, and he couldn't get up, he couldn't, he couldn't birdie 18. But Speeth across the board has outstanding success uh, in, in, in a whole variety of open championships. So him slightly ahead. Rom has been out of form. Nobody's been able to really drill down into what's going on. His around the green game, his scrambling game, he's, he's in the mid, uh, like 140th range uh, amongst his peers. That's not good. And that's a, a skill that you absolutely need. The only reason that he's ahead of Scheffler is because Scheffler just doesn't have a lot of these, um, the, these open championships under his belt, but he tied for eighth last year. So Scheffler is up there. I like Scotty. Xander Shoffley, I saw him at the Travelers on his meltdown day on Saturday before he ended up winning on Sunday. And I almost felt like, look, it's it's not a major tournament. It's very different. But he was going heads up basically with Patrick Cantlay, who's one of the better players on tour. He's melting down. Cantlay takes the lead. I thought for Shoffley, the end of that Saturday Travelers, to birdie, I think it was the par 317, then to make a big putt on 18 to go even into Sunday was a big pick-me-up for him. He had a solid day Sunday. Obviously got a couple of help from other players on the tour. Um, Cantlay completely went in the tank. House, he's playing some of the best golf of his life right now. 
And I think a lot of people looking at Xander Shoffley is a guy who's got the game. He's been in a lot of these events towards the top of the leaderboard that maybe now is the time for Xander to break through in a major. Everybody is on Xander this week, and there's there's plenty of good reason for it. I mean, the the knock that was previously the sort of common theme was he doesn't go into these tournaments where there's giant fields and beat the whole field. Um, you know, his previous wins had been at like the, the event in Hawaii where there's only 30 players, the limited field event, the WGC event um, a couple years ago uh, in, in Asia. He won the team event with um, uh, Patrick Cantlay. He won the gold medal at the Olympics. All sort of limited field things, not going in and taking on everybody and kicking their ass. And then in the last month, he went to the Travelers and beat everybody he went to the Scottish Open and beat everybody. His track record in the majors across the board is impeccable. He has as many top tens. He and Brooks Kepka lead everybody in top tens over the last five years in, in majors. And, you know, the, the, he has he missed the cut at the Masters, which really threw everybody off the scent. But he followed that up with top 15 finishes at both the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open. He's the hottest golfer in the world. His He looks competent. He looks comfortable. What you mentioned in terms of his resiliency, what he showed that Saturday into Sunday, same thing at the Scottish. He really just hung in there. He, he was really persistent. And one thing about him that um, is kind of a surprising uh, stat with him, he loves putting on Lynx courses. There's something about the greens are, are always slower um, in, in the UK because of, of just that natural uh, combination of the grass and where it's sighted, you know, next to the water. They can't make them like American greens and make them lightning fast. Some somehow or another that clicks with him. He's one of the best putters on Lynx courses. Let's go through a couple of these odds. And I'm gonna give you two that I really like. Listen, Shoffley's playing great. There's a reason he's 14 to 1. There's a reason he's the second favorite. I'm gonna give you two. Matthew Fitzpatrick, who I am seeing right now at 18 to 1. I have that circled. And then I have Tommy Fleetwood, who you mentioned, great success on Lynx courses, 28 to 1. I give you those two tickets, House. 18 to 1 on Fitzpatrick, 28 to 1 on Fleetwood. I'll let you shark tank it, bro. Which one you taking? Um, I actually would play Tommy Fleetwood. Okay. I, I, I adore Matthew Fitzpatrick. I, I mean, he the way that he um, rewrote his own narrative, really since the Ryder Cup, he, he had the opportunity coming down the stretch. He was the last player, and I think he was playing, I can't remember who he was up against, but he had the chance to prevent the Europeans from the worst loss in history in the Ryder Cup. If all, if all he did was tie on the 18th hole, he was the last player out there, then they would have um, forestalled the, the, the outcome, which was the, the single biggest beating that the U.S. has ever delivered. And he hit the ball in the water. He hit his approach in the water. So rather than he bogeyed it, lost the hole, and that's how they had the worst beating ever. And then he, 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 he's been in form. Folks have been circling him this, this year because, you know, he, he, he really kind of turned the corner golf-wise. Um, he had a good Masters. He was in contention at the PGA Championship, could have won that golf tournament had a couple of mistakes down the stretch and then went out at the U.S. Open, the place where he won the amateur championship. And, uh, you know, in 2013 
and just channeled all those good vibes and really showed us um, a, a quality of, of golfer. Now, the reason that I'm not picking him, that I'm taking Tommy Fleetwood over him, is because he, at his press conference, talked about not having a ton of comfort at St. Andrews. He says, he, he, he was saying, you know, this isn't, I wouldn't say this is my favorite golf course. I'm not sure that I have it kind of figured out. And I don't want to hear that. So I, when you hear that, that's an immediate stay away for you. Yeah, you don't think so, that's almost like a Jedi mind trick where he's trying to like downplay it a little it bit? It could be. And he, nobody has more BDE than, than Matthew Fitzpatrick right now. He's walking around with his chest out. He's got that big dick energy, JJ. Because, you know, he, he not only did he win the U.S. Open, but he used that occasion to tell everybody about his training all, all over the past year. He's picked up all of the speed because he's in the weight room and he's using these speed sticks and stuff. And everybody's like, whoa, look at this little guy hammer the hell out of the ball. But this USO, um, this, this, this British Open, this Open Championship at St. Andrews is going to be a chess match. The conditions are not similar to anything that we've seen. The, 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 the usual defense of the golf course is, is the wind, and, and then sometimes you throw some rain in there as well. This looks to be one of the most benign weeks that, that, that this course has, has perhaps ever seen in a championship. And Tiger himself said that the, in many instances, the fairways are running faster than the greens. So I, there, there's going to be a lot of instances where players, there, all kinds of guys are going to be able to, to drive the, the, the par fours. There are a bunch of par fours that are under 400 yards where the guys could get the ball very, very close if they want to. And there's a strategic element that I think is going to be at play this week that I think counsels against somebody that that is self-professed not comfortable. So that's, you know, we're, we're splitting hairs, but Tommy Fleetwood also has an outstanding um, record uh, in, in, in open championships. He missed the cut the first three times that he played, but in recent years, he's 13 under par at the open since 2017. That makes him the fourth best of anybody in, in that stretch. He had a runner-up finish to Shane Lowry three summers ago. So, I mean, and, and he's in form. He just had another very quiet, you know, top finish at the Scottish Open. He's been showing. He played pretty good at the U.S. Open. He had a top 20 finish there. So quietly in form, uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Splitting hairs, I like him just a little bit better than Fitzpatrick. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. 
And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. All right. Long shot category. We're talking 30 to 1 or greater. Who is the guy house you have your eyes on 30 to 1 or greater? I have one specifically. Sam Burns. Sam Burns at 40 to 1. He's played really well this year. I, the the only knock that I could come up with on, on Sam Burns is experience. That that that's it. I'm I'm not going to say anything bad about his game. He's he's top c- class in in every category. He just doesn't have all of the um, links rounds that you that you want under his belt. Um, so it would just be his ability to to play the chess match that I think that this golf course is going to pre- present. Um, the guys that I like uh, down the card, there's there's two guys, and in fact, um, thank God to, for FanDuel, they combined these two guys in one of their tournament specials, and it, you can you can get both of them as a fifteen to one play if both of them finish in the top fifty, fifth top twenty. Pardon me, fifteen I was to say, one. I really got excited with top fifteen 50. to one, top twenty, and the two guys are Mark Leishman. And Ryan Fox. That's what I like Leishman. Leishman, I like that. I like that. So Leishman, uh, in the playoff in 2015, a guy, uh, uh, an Australian who for sure is comfortable playing um, non-U.S., non-traditional, you know, uh, PGA Tour venues. Good track record links. Um, definitely, there is a correlation between St. Andrews and Augusta National. Some good performances. At Augusta, out of, out of Leishman, very quiet top fifteen at the U.S. Open, out of Leishman. So I like him, you know, in that in that top twenty class. And then this this guy from the DP World Tour, Ryan Fox, has just been on an incredible heater. I mean, he he has I think eight top tens across some very uh, um, impressive venues with top notch. European competition. I played him a bunch of ways last week in the Scottish Open. He made the cut, but he didn't finish inside the top 20. But I just think, you know, I like catching a European guy who's in form, who's who's got the class, and Fox is there. You could go back and look at, at all of the, the finishes. He has a win and several top five finishes on the DP World Tour all in the last three months. So I just like catching guys a little bit in form, and I like Leishman. Some of the insider report on Leishman, the thing that always holds him back is physical. He has a back issue. The back issue, apparently, we're knocking on wood right now, is is under control. So that that's one of my favorite bets on the board. It's 15 to 1, Mark Leishman, Ryan Fox to make the top 20. FanDuel has this up, House, as a boost. Rory, Zalia Torres, Tiger to make the cut, plus 200. Yay or nay? It's a yay. It's a strong yay for me. Um, the the guy that you would worry about uh, of those three is just Zal Torres. It's just Will. Wow, Zalia Torres, not Tiger. No, because you think Tiger is going to find a little St. Andrews magic. He's been building like really ever since I think it occurred to him in his rehab in the hospital bed that he was going to keep his leg and that he would be able to walk, have a semblance of a walk. I believe that Tiger circled this golf tournament on the calendar and basically said to himself, if I'm able to walk, I'm playing in the 150th open championship at St. Andrews in 2022. And by golly, he's here. He's done it. He's had the most practice rounds of any 
of these events that he's played. It's a miracle that he that he played the Masters. He made the cut at the Masters. It's a miracle that he played the PGA Championship. He made the cut at the PGA Championship. He made the very wise decision to not play the U.S. Open, to give his body the chance to, to recover and, and heal. He's looked great all week. He's been, his press conference, you know, he, he came out um, very strongly against the live guys and what they're doing. He is the the, the Oh, voice. you were giddy when you heard that. You well, were like pounding your chest when you heard that. Uh, you it's know? just, it's just, you know, he he's the guy. He made this tour for all these guys. These guys are all all somebody because Tiger Woods made them somebody. Not Tiger wrong. Woods in 1997 showing up and and creating this opportunity for professional golf to be a major sport. He did it for over 20 years. It's Tiger Effing Woods. I mean, you know, so that so the his point that like, you know. You're turning your back on something that was built for you. He effing built it. All those guys should be taking some of that money and paying it back to Tiger because none of them, they're all nobodies without Tiger Woods arriving on the scene in 1997. But anyway, I, you know, he's, he's in this emeritus uh, status, the, 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 the place that he occupies in the game. I regard St. Andrews the same way I, go, I regard Augusta when it comes to Tiger. He could close his eyes and, and take a putter and a wedge and whatever other club he wants, a two iron or whatever, and just get around this golf course and shoot even par or under with three golf clubs. That's, he just, it just fits him. He channels it. I have nothing but, you know, the highest of hopes. Now I won't say that he's going to win the golf tournament, but he's going to make the cut, JJ. And he's a little under two to one right now to make the cut. Two matchups I'm betting that are already locked in. One, you know, I love Cam Smith. I know he did not have a great, Last tournament in the U.S. Open. I don't care. I love Cam Smith. I got him. Let's see. Who do, where do I have this? I want to make sure I have it against the right golfer. Zalia Torres at minus 115. It's basically even money. I locked that in. I think Cam Smith is a great bet there. And the other one I like, and I can't believe I'm fading this guy because he's one of my favorites. And I'm going with a guy that I normally never trust, but I just think he's too locked in right now. Shoffley at minus 122 against Justin Thomas. I mean, I, I'm all over that house. Yeah, I'm all I, over that. This got to be Shoffley's time. I like both of those bets. The Cam Smith over Will Zalatoris angle is as follows. They both just played the Scottish Open um, and Will missed the cut. Uh, and it's just experience. You know, he's out there playing, you know, links. He doesn't have a ton of those rounds under his belt. Cam Smith, Cam Smith does. One thing that I like that came out of the news, he finished top five at the Scottish Open or definitely top 10. I think he, he finished fifth, tied for fifth maybe. But but the thing that I especially like about Cam Smith this came out this week, he, he got to see his coach. He was with his coach again, physical uh, eye, eye to eye. And the thing that you need at uh, St. Andrews is the around the, the green game, the scrambling game. He he he's the best at it, and and the comfort that he has again. If you believe in this corollary between St Andrews and Augusta National, we watched Cam Smith magic around the greens at Augusta National. So I'm with you on on, on that matchup, and then the Shoffley over JT. So here's the thing that I'm worried about with JT. JT has a back issue. He pulled out of uh you know an, an event uh, a couple of weeks ago. He pulled out of the Travelers because. Yes. He has a back issue and I, it doesn't seem like in terms of, of the practice and the run up that it's necessarily something that's pronounced. He's not talking about it, but 
all of the travel, all of, he was with Tiger, um, you know, as, as his kind of accomplice for a ton of the practice stuff. It reminds me a little bit of what happened at the Masters where JT was spent so much time and energy sort of supporting Tiger and getting Tiger around um, in the practice, the run up to, to the Masters that JT himself forgot about his own game. His own and, game, yeah. And he had a terrible Thursday. Now he bounced back, he made the cut and he finished well at well enough at at the masters but i just don't like investing in guys who have any kind of physical ailment inside of a month of, of a major and that that's what happened to jt now it's your time to shine i gave out a bunch of guys i like i gave out a few plays give me like three house favorites that i got to tail blindly this week well, I'm on Rory. I just plowed into Rory. Ooh, okay. uh, and, and the odds See, are I'm bad. not going to bet him the win because that's no know, fun yeah, at 10 to 1. I but know, I'll take I understand. Them. I'll get some matchups. I'll get some top 10, top 5. So that way I can ride in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm all in on Rory because I'm a sucker for a great story. And yes. the last time he won a major was 2014. He won the British Open in 2014. He was the defending champion. Coming into 2015, he was supposed to defend his Open Championship title at St. Andrews in 2015. The dummy went out and played a kickabout. He had a little soccer game with his buddies and busted his ankle and was not able to uh, play any, any golf for a number of months, including the inability to defend his title. I think on these historic moments in golf where we have the 150th open championship that, you know, you, you have the cream really rising to the top. Uh, you, you have guys that are, you know, top of class, you know, the, 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 uh, U S open in 2000 at Pebble beach, that that's tiger woods, you know, that so, some of these historic moments in, in golf, you have, you know, the very best guys, uh, Jack Nicholas at, at the masters in 1986 was, was, uh, you know, one of these, um, celebrated moments as well on the on the golf calendar. So I I just like a, a great story, and I like Rory. Sort of, he's been in outstanding form. Obviously, all of his metrics across the board are, are top of class. So I'm just investing in it because I like the story of it. Um, that, that's not really going out on a limb. One of the things that I did, um, and I'm sort of deep in the analytics here looking for some lesser names who I can just bet to make the cut. I'm on how Tong Lee, who has, uh, you know, some really good numbers, um, lately. And also he won a tournament on the DP, uh, tour just recently, but also some, some good numbers, um, in link style golf. And I'm also looking at a guy, an Australian named, is he Australian or South African? Lucas Herbert, uh, and I'm, I always wanted to pronounce his name French, but he's not French. He's in South Herbert, African. Herbert, you want to pronounce yeah. it Herbert? Yeah, I really do. Hebert. I want to call him Bobby Hebert uh, from the Detroit Lions. Um, another guy, just a little bit north of even money to to make the cut. So, you know, if we're just sort of going down the card, you you can uh, openly, you know, if you, want to, if you want to tail. Some of the other stuff, I'm playing Scotty Scheffler to top 10. Um, you know, the last time that he missed the cut, he missed the cut at the Scottish open. The last time he missed the cut was, um, at the PGA championship. The very next week he came back and was in a playoff to win that championship at colonial. So I like him, you know, bouncing back. I like the history uh, of Scotty at this thing. Um, got to play, uh, uh, a little bit of 
Jordan Spieth, and this is the way that I'm choosing to play him. I'm playing him directly in a head-to-head against John Rahm. And I'm not oh, sure I what, like that. What, I'm what telling that matchup that one is too. showing. Yeah. So that that's one of the ones that I'm 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 definitely uh playing this week. Um FanDuel, in their infinite wisdom, chose not to post odds on Phil Mickelson to miss the cut. Uh, they're smart after what happened in the last major. I can well, understand why. I tried to borrow three million dollars from Bill Simmons so I could win a million dollars because it was He declined minus- your loan, like like a lot of the mortgage companies these days. He <laughs> they, said, I'm not doing that. I'm they, did the, uh, they did the underwriting and he decided that I wasn't worth the three million bucks. That's fine. That's fine. But you can bet on Zach Johnson in a head-to-head against Phil Mickelson. You what have are we to getting? Minus two one? It was yeah. You have to lay a ton of juice. It was minus one seventy-five. It might be higher now. Um, but if you can find a head-to-head of anybody against Phil Mickelson, bet against Phil Mickelson. Fade Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson is thirty-one over par in the live events at those you know uh, uh, golf courses that are. That are, that are fine, fine golf courses. He's just not playing competitive golf. He's not a competitive professional golfer. So if you if you find odds to to bet against him to make the c- cut, do that. You find odds for him in in matchups, do that. That those are my plays, JJ. It is said what has happened to my guy Phil Mickelson. It is basically the equivalent of John Jastrzemski on any of the New York City uh, <laughs> courses that are out there where his game has gone to shit. You you could basically say the same for mine. But we're gonna try to turn that around. By the way, House, Friday, how about this for a day? British Open and then Jaworski's Golf Course down in AC yeah. before a night at the Dice. Wow. Yeah, That's just doing it right. I mean, it's the summertime. You're supposed to go enjoy yourself. That's the beautiful thing about the Open Championship, the British Open. It only takes up the first part of the day. It stays light out here on the East Coast till almost 845 at night. You watch your golf. You have your coffee. You're ready for your day. Go get your round in. Maybe sneak in an emergency nine. You can get the E9 in. 18 plus an E9 and then go hit the tables. Baby, that is living life correct. Go do that, JJ. House, we got to get you down on one of these excursions. And the next time we're having a conversation, bud, we'll be uh, getting ready and gearing up for your, uh, I was going to call them the football team. I don't even know what their name is now. Like I'm a, I always call I guess them the football team. I don't call football them Football team, we're with that. Well, yeah. you're getting ready for that. I'll be getting ready for Tua. Uh, and you're going to have to help me orchestrate the Dolphin Patriot bet with Simmons because I know we didn't <laughs> want to give you $3 million, but I need to take something off of him when the Dolphins have a better record this year. Make it hurt. Make it hurt, JJ. All right. We'll be in touch. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy.